Welcome to the Goldmine Podcast. This is a show where I teach you everything I know about creating your life with purpose, health, and soul. And I believe that we do that through holistic self-expression. If you're ready to finally step into your own personal power and create the life you want, you've come to the right place. Get ready to dive into personal development through science, spirituality, leading-edge health findings, and learning through ancient and modern wisdom, and other people just like you. Because what I hope you'll find is that it's about us all. Thank you for joining me on my journey, and I'm leaving you with an invite to stay curious. So I have a little fun fact for you guys. If you can state your life purpose in a single sentence, it adds eight years on to your life. Did you know that? (gasps) No. Yeah. That's amazing. I think they they followed, I just looked it up and they followed like 7,000 people over 14 years. So it's not like a small little test. So that is the little fun fact for today. And I just wanted to introduce you to our guest today. And first I wanted to ask you if you knew that you matter. And do you know that you're worthy And do you know that your purpose matters? Because just in case you don't, I really want to introduce you you to Amber Valdez. She's created a multiple six-figure business from teaching this to the world. And she's actually a best-selling author and speaker. And for good reason. She can relate to so many because her history sparkles with success through poverty, abuse, loneliness, death, and to top it all off, a few challenging relationship lessons. And it's amazing. She knows that these things do not set her back, but guide her forward. Amber goes softly into the dark night and has created a booming business through vulnerability and transparency. Just in case that didn't land, her self-expression is the lifeblood of her business from where I stand. And I think she'd agree. Amber actually went from 700 to 10,000 followers overnight and has created that multiple six-figure global business and tribe without paid advertisements, which I think is amazing. Um, there actually is something different, I think, that Amber brings to the table that so many of us forget. She has and brings empowerment through her language and weaves responsibility into her stories. She listens to the feedback from the universe and moves with it. And the coolest part, from my perspective, is a lot of the times she does it on live stream. She's learned how to tap in live with her being and knows how to consistently shift herself into a state of intentional creation. And she's out there teaching exactly that. Amber is your life purpose cheerleader because she knows how important it is to have people in your corner who believe you can. I became closer with Amber in one of her boot camps she calls Let Your Light Shine Live, which was, how long was that? Five weeks now. It was a five-week boot camp. So this just really quickly just teaches business owners how to become transparent and vulnerable on live stream. And then for me, that naturally reflected in my life. Um, Amber is a bright-ass light. And now that I've said everything that's on my heart about her, I want to welcome her onto the podcast. Ah, hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for letting me meet you today. Oh, my goddess. And thank you for letting the dogs and the spider bite and everything else that we're growing through right now in like real time. You just witnessing a little bit of my life. Thanks for coming over and cozying up with me in the casa with the rainy L.A. weather. I know. It's crazy, man. Um, Yeah. So you guys might hear the dogs. Just send them love for us. Yeah. Um, So I wrote down 
I was thinking about what I wanted to talk to you about. Ooh. And the f- question that came through, there's a few. Oh, yay. But the question that came through was, instead of like all the stuff you've been teaching for a while, like you have, everybody has sort of these patterns that they teach. What's the freshest perspective for you? Ooh, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. So juicy. The freshest perspective for me is really supporting others in becoming their own healers. This has just been super juicy for me. Um, I've getting been getting really activated with my spiritual gifts in a deeper capacity, and I've always been extremely intuitive with my coaching. And when I'm speaking with people, just owning now that why do I get all these divinely guided ideas of like you should do this and you get to do this and what if we did that? And I just thought it was just because I was I don't know. I guess I never really gave thought to where that came from, and now I'm fully owning that I'm an intuitive and. Um, I channel a lot as you've experienced in my boot camps. I don't have a lot of structure in my calls. I just kind of allow spirit God to speak through me for me and whatever is required for the students in that moment. And it's been working. And I've just been like, you know what? I'm an, an intuitive coach. Like I'm actually an intuitive coach. And so as I've been getting activated with sound, like I'm getting these really cool, um, experiences in my meditation where I'm singing beautiful tones and sounds and angelic tones. And it really just got kicked off after you graduated Let Your Light Shine Live and I took off for Ireland. Mm. And so really realizing that we have the power to heal ourselves. Are you a singer? I used to be a singer. Okay. um, A closet singer. I started that journey when I was young. I always wanted to be a singer when I was little and no one in my family ever stoked that fire. And then at 24, I was in New York City meeting with voice coaches and I had uh, Justin Timberlake's voice coach and Jules' voice coach. I started meeting with like Britney Spears producers. And then I started moving across the world and was going to start to record an album with living with an ex-boyfriend who was a former rock star and he kind of shattered my dream. And I was in a space was like, okay, he gets to be right. I am too old. And I was oh. 27 years old. And now I'm 40 years old. I was told I'm too old. And now I'm actually going to record an album this year That's awesome. with sound and meditations and really teach my students how I'm learning to soothe myself. And so um, there's a lot of other areas of becoming your own healer I'd love to dive into. One of them, as you've experienced here, is essential oils Yes, and really tapping into what does my body need. Um, and I want to just share all of this awesome wisdom that I'm experiencing since working for me and always pass that on to others. So becoming your own healer and really realizing we all have the power to do that, whether it's with sound, if it's with oils, if it's with breath, if it's whatever, we get to learn to trust our intuition and we get to learn to use these beautiful tools, especially like oils, which is mother earth's freaking magic sauce. We can heal ourselves through the power of thoughts, through the power of language, through the power of physical things. So I know we'll probably dive into that and get juicy, but I'm just really excited to support people in turning their mess and their message and also becoming their own healer, which is one of the same, really, because the lesson is really? the medicine. Totally. And I find that intuition, um, following my intuition, I find that I can tap into that intuitive flow like be an intuitive and that is something that everybody has right Mm -hmm. so therefore everybody can be their own healer so that makes total sense that's cool yeah so good right yeah i um so the name of the podcast well the partial name of the podcast is how to create your life and i want to know your favorite way (gasps) oh how do we create your life oh my god i love this what a great great name um 
it really just ties back into the intuition, right? So I believe each and every one of us has come on this planet with our own divine soul assignment. And I think it's this journey of always returning back to home. And I think returning to home is returning to your soul. And returning to your soul can lead you to your soul assignment, can lead you to your life purpose assignment or your mission, your soul's mission. So we're all just souls walking around mm-hmm. in these little spaceships, right? That got us here like to do our thing. And in order to create our own life, we must first really dis- get reconnected with our soul. We must get reconnected with what our soul mission is and our assignment. And from that space, we can create whatever we want because as soon as we figure that out, we're unstoppable because if that wasn't our assignment, we wouldn't be here. So there's really no way you can fail. And like, that's why I'm saying, like, I always tell my students and clients, like, you're never going to be broke living your purpose. Yeah. I really, truly believe that. I think people are broke and I just got off a potential client call earlier and it's like, she's in so much debt and she's not living her purpose. Of course she's in debt because if you're going to live and own, actually not live, you're going to own why you came on the planet, which means you're just saying yes to your soul assignment. Of course you're going to be rewarded. They're not going to say, go down to earth, get a soul assignment and struggle and make no money and be miserable. Like what would be the whole point of coming down here? So I think creating your own life is how can I make my happiness, my joy, my soul mission, my top priority? I love it. I love it so much. And I agree so much. And I think for a lot of us, it takes some, that will be shown to us when we're the farthest from it. Yes. Right? And so a term that I, you know the term people pleasers? Oh, yes. I don't like the term. Yes. I think that it's the people pleasers description of themselves because they're manipulators i'm recovering right you're a recovering manip- people pleaser right so manip- I, manipulator i like to explain it um and maybe these words aren't the best but yeah. better ones will come so a people pleaser to me is a heart-centered manipulator Ooh, whereas like the opposite side like narcissistic is like a self-centered manipulator and so mm. the people pleasers, I'm now calling counterfeit people. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it reminds uh-huh. me of counterfeit money because right. it can get you in a lot of trouble. Like it kind of looks right, but it's, something's off. And I find... Ooh, that's juicy. Thank you. I find um, the more that I was being a manipulator, the most I was being manipulated. Right? So the, my relationships were the worst. One of the same then. Right. It you were getting reflected. what you were, yeah. Yeah. You were getting what you were, you were getting back what you were putting out. And I was the most broke I've ever been. Interesting. And so tapping back into the, like the soul's purpose, the intuitive pull, the, the things that feel expansive, like I, I totally agree. Abundance just will follow. Like we just have, it just is everywhere. Like money, the conversation of money, like, money's right here and right here and it makes right and it makes this and then there's people that get paid to make this like it's just you can't escape it yeah and that to me is really exciting so exciting oh so good you know creating our own life it's like we must learn to follow our intuition and our intuition is just our soul talking like we must Mm -hmm. learn to have a relationship with our soul and something i'm really jamming on lately is that the loneliness because a lot of people are talking about oh i'm lonely i'm lonely i'm lonely It's like, I really feel like you're only lonely if you're disconnected from source, if you're disconnected from God or universe or your higher power, whatever that is from you, that thing that created you, right? And that light. And we can only be lonely. The loneliness is just an indicator that we've gotten off track from our soul Mm. and we need to spend some time with our soul. 
you know, our soul time and our soul God time. time. I like that. Soul time. Yeah. Soul time is a, is a thing that I'm trying on. Soul care and self-care and soul time. And soul time feels good. My soul time is my, my God time, is my time with God. And I go through my phases. I used to be like universe and then I was source and I'm, I'm really in a God God space right now and just embodying I am God. God is me. God is working through me for me for the world. And then it's like I'm immediately connected to the divine and I'm no longer trying to figure it out. It's just being figured out for me. And that's how to create your life with a lot less struggle and strife and confusion and all of the things that are not your light, that are not God source energy, that can make life really hard. And that means you're really far away from your soul and you're really far away from your purpose because our soul is infinite and it is wise and it has a direct antenna to God, universe, and source. And so if we're trying to figure it out, we're not listening to our soul. We're not listening to source. It reminds me what you're saying. This is something that's been coming through for me just the last couple of months as I work with people. Um, I've, I'm in these groups. I see the, what people are saying about what their challenges are. And like, no matter what the hell it is, it could be health, simple things like starting to go to the gym or changing what you're eating. It could be relationships. It could be spirituality. Like no matter what it is, what it all boils down to is if we do not feel held, we will not make a change. And it, it, it kind of is this funny. Um, wow. That's, that's powerful. I, it came, it's been coming. Thank I you. I, mm. I made this fun, or I was thinking about how it's so interesting because under having faith that we will be supported by whatever your, your divinity is, um, it is the unknown. And so it's just that little, that little leap into the unknown every single time using that support. But the, the interesting thing is it seems like that the unknown is intangible. It is ineffable. It is, it is not tactile. When in reality, all we can see is support. And when we look down mm. like at the fundamental laws of nature, uh-huh. nature doesn't make a mistake. Mother like, Earth is always supporting us. Yeah. Always. Gravity is real. We are walking on this planet all the time. We are supported. We're not floating off. Yeah. So when I when I face challenges, it's just like, okay, how can I... Rather than cognize how it's going to work, what I'm going to do, like, yeah, structure is very important. And I, I, I think the body part of the mind body is just as important, but how can I feel supported? Like, how do I know that I'm going to be okay? And that's not going to, that won't come if I don't believe in something divine. Like that won't show up. And so many people are disconnected from that. And that to me yes. shows the soul. They're disconnected just, from home. Right. They right. really are disconnected from that home. I had this experience once, um, I took a course called Empathetic Empowerment. Mm. And if you guys don't know what an empath is, um, they're just considered very highly sensitive beings. You can sort of, uh, you can identify as one if you can read other people's emotions, if they don't have to say, maybe you get really... um, You're extremely receptive to everyone's emotions everywhere around you you watch something on tv and you're just like instantly like (gasps) like whether it be a dog you have a radar detector for people who are in pain or any experiencing any sort of pain suffering or trauma and you're like you feel it like it's your own 
and you take on people's emotions around you. So yes. you're like a walking freaking spider web. Yes. No pun intended. Yes. You guys, I have a spider bite on my calf and that's why I'm Yeah, she's about to die. Jokes. So we're actually no. doing this as a goodbye message. I'm not. I am not. This is a lesson. I am blessed with the spider animal spirit. I don't know. She's going to have superpowers. Yeah, probably. After today. Like Spider-Man. Yeah. Why not? Right? Honestly. Probably like... Um, so yes, you're like a walking spider web. You're picking up everyone else's freaking emotions around you. And you're like, I was just having a good day. I have no idea yeah. why I'm upset. Right. And so that's an empath for you. Thank you for that. Cause I would have yeah. just, um, yeah. And so I identify as an empath. I honestly believe everybody can have the, the, the sensitivity and except narcissists. I've seen it. Um, I've seen it, uh, to my detriment, right? So I, I use it as an excuse is like I can't go out because I'm an empath. I don't right. do these things because I'm an empath. And so I took this course and um, it's called Empathetic Empowerment. So it's how to be an empowered empath, obviously. Mm. And we did this meditation and it was a long grounding meditation. I've not heard anything like it before. And at the end, there was like eight of us around sitting around a table and we were all separated. And at the very end, he had us just feel what our body felt like. And then he had us open our eyes and stay in that, like that core frequency of ourselves to figure out, okay, what do I feel like? Yes. And so if, if this is what I feel like, which for me, it was very warm, calming, like a hug, right? It was, yeah. it was a warmth. And it's like, okay, if I feel like this, I can choose to allow what shows up for me. So what is not mine? Yes. And how can I say, okay, so this is not mine. I don't need to take this on. Nope. And then it just, that has snowballed since, because at the time I didn't think I had that much of an expansive experience. Like it was cool. Yeah. And then it sort of just snowballed since then. It's like, oh, I'm an empath and that's fucking amazing. And I can, that means I can do way more things than other people Absolutely. who aren't tapped in. And so, uh, I don't know how we got started, but that was, it was, that's been really powerful for me to understand that I can use this thing that I thought used to take me down as something that moves me. Mm-hmm. And it, and you can get tools. There's so many tools mm-hmm. to learn to support yourself. I have a lot of, most of my clients are empaths and I am also an empath. But I just have to take a lot of extra time sometimes to manage my vibration. Like yesterday, you know, it took me a good two and a half, three hours to shift what was alive in my space. And I honored that and I felt amazing afterwards. So that's possible for all of us to really learn to be really mindful of our energy and take, you know, we take care of ourselves with the food we eat and the sleep we get. But what are we doing to take care of our energy? Mm. Which I, from what I can see, you've, you consistently working on it, but have done work there for quite a while. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm grateful. And I think it's so important. Um, people take care of their financial, you know, bank account. They take care of their family. They take care of their bills. They take care of their, they take care of, you know, the house. They have all these duties and tasks to maintain a healthy, clean home and a healthy, clean relationship and, um, a diet and all the things, but people forget about their vibration. Like they have to take responsibility for their vibration. Um, because if they don't, how they're being throughout their life is also causing ripple effect. And there's probably not a lot of joy present. And I think that's, people don't understand, oh, I'm just stressed out. You know, that's just the way it is. Or I'm, you know, oh, I'm tired all the time. Or I'm, you know. Frustra- I just need a nap every day. Yeah, I'm just o'clock. exhausted. Or I'm just irritated all the time. Or this is just me, you know. 
I'm just this and that. And it's like, no, you're actually an energetic being and you need to, you can't keep your TV on all day long and expect your TV not to like break down one day or your computer. Mm. It's like you have to upgrade. You have to shut it down. You have to like take care of things. And it's the same thing for your vibration. And I just don't think we're taught in this society up until now about how do I maintain my vibration? If you had 30 seconds to tap back in, what would you do? Breath. Yeah, cool. I was thinking the same thing. If I had five minutes, I'd go outside. That's something I don't think I utilize enough. Uh, outside or breath? Outside. The breath, I'm all day. I'm. I, That's I, the fastest way for me to shift. I walk outside. I leave my phone. I put my, my hand on a tree. And I literally visualize if I can kick my... I live in Southern California, so I can kick my shoes off, but... It's raining, but hell, if I was having it, I'd do it right now. Um, yesterday, I went on a walk outside in the pouring down rain. And, um, I did too. I just was in it, and I stopped at my tree. I have a tree around the corner here that's beautiful. I'm taking over the sidewalk, and I have little conversations with that tree. And I just tap into I put my hand on the tree. I close my eyes, and I visualize from my heart out of my arm into the tree's heart. And from the tree's heart into my hand, up and down my body, and into my feet and the back of the tree and having the tree do the same. So I start to share energy with the tree. And then when I breathe in the tree, I almost take like I'm taking in a breath of cleansing energy into my whole body and then I blow it back out and then I put it back into the tree and the tree transmute it because, you know, wood does not transmute any negative energy. I did not know that. No, it's the most, yeah, it's the most grounding. That's why like I have my Tibetan weeping Buddha and if you can grab wood, 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 wood doesn't transmute, so you can just put it in there. And it, I love that. It's uh-huh. gone. It's grounded. I love that. So that- that's huge for me. For me, and my clients, it's like if you can just do it. If you're stressed and you're overwhelmed, get outside and and be present. And present as in, look around. Look at the trees. Look at the earth. Listen. Start to use all your senses, and you'll you'll almost like shift your shift your brain frequency, and you'll almost do a pattern interrupt. Um, because if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxiety, you're probably not breathing and your brain probably thinks you're dying because you're actually not giving enough oxygen into your brain. So if you can take super deep inhales and powerful exhales, you're going to do a little cleanse in your brain and your neurons, and you're going to get all your systems kind of back up fired or you're probably shallowing your breath. So your body's like red alert, red alert, which is causing you anxiety, but anxiety is and panic and all those things come from focusing on the past or dwelling on the, on the future or vice versa, dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. But if you're in the present moment, what is here? I see my hand. I see my feet. I hear the cars. I hear the water. You know, I have a crystal in my hand. You know, I'm seeing my nails. Like, what am I seeing? I'm smelling balance on the diffuser. You know, I'm... What are you seeing? What are you touching? What do you feel? I feel the couch beneath my bum. I hear the cars going by. Like focus on your senses. What am I seeing? What am I feeling? What am I breathing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting even? And that will get you back into the present moment and your anxiety is going to go away because it can't live in the present. Yeah, it like actually cannot do both things. No, it's impossible. It reminds me of... It's a message that I find that the conversation really gets to shift around 
and I believe is starting to shift around is so something that I love is the mind body. I don't like to call it the mind body connection because it's one thing, right? Mm. And a lot of the past conversation, it was very, um, was very in, it was very up here. It was very airy. It was very spiritual. It was very um, non-tangible, right? And I think mm-hmm. that we have come to a conclusion that this exists, this this subtle energy is here. And I think the conversation really gets to switch into, okay, let's look at the body. So if I'm feeling, because you're talking about feeling the anxiety, how are you, if you start feeling a certain way, breathing and what it does to the body and how can I move my body or shift my body or tap into my body to tell me what's actually going on rather than my mind, which is not tangible. Yes. I love that. You know, the mind has its own um, excuse me, the heart has its own brain. The body has its own brain. And I often ask, I often find my clients who are very cerebral and they're, you know, like clients that are architects or people that are very in their head all the time. They're so disconnected from their body. And I know that their body might as well be sitting in one chair and their head on the other, (laughs) because it's like, how do you feel? I don't know. It's so, it's interesting sometimes to ask people how they feel because they've been so disconnected from their feel. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, you're, but, are you listening to your knee? Are you listening to the spider bite on your freaking calf? Like, are you listening? Your body's telling, sending you signals. But if you've grown up in an environment where your your feelings don't matter or trauma happened and it was so painful, you shut that off. You don't want to get those memos. It's almost like, I don't want to get emails from that person. I unsubscribe. You list completely shut off any data, any notifications like from your body. And so how can we as human beings in this human body, this experience, learn to give our knees a voice, you know, our heart. What are you feeling right now? Ankle. What do you need from me? You know, what do you need right now? And start to listen. And I think that especially in this time space, we're getting out of it. People are just take a pill and just, you know, numb it out, numb it out instead of being like, wait, hold up. My body actually is its own wise computer. So what is that earache telling me? What signal is that red alert SOS? What's going on here? Obviously, it's off, right? If the fire alarm goes off because there's smoke in the house, it's detecting. So your body's detecting things. And I think we get so used to being in pain or we get so used to being uncomfortable that that becomes a normal. And so we we just, oh, unsubscribe or put that on silent, right? Like we put our phones on. And there's really a lot of power in learning like, what does my body need right now? Mm-hmm. What is my ankle saying to me? Am I actually hungry? Right. Someone's, I read, I listened to a podcast the other day about someone saying something about like how many people look at their phone and go, oh, am I hungry? Is it dinner time? <laughs> Instead of being like, I'm actually not hungry and I don't need to eat just because it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. You know? I had like oh, the rules. So I wanted to talk to you about body image, actually. Okay, something great. Because that's up. been coming up a lot for me lately. So I'm glad. I want to just tell you a short history. And then see what you have to say about it. Okay, so cool. let me find it in here. Oh, that's all I put. Um, okay, so I've gone, my body has gone up and down in size since high school. Mm-hmm. I've been in and out of health, like in and out of the gym, right? right. If I'm dating partners that go to the gym, I start going to the gym. Right. Like just recently did I start doing things when I'm alone. Ooh. And um, that started... After I got really sick from an autoimmune disease. Yes. And then I I noticed one day, and I didn't know 
I wasn't aware of what was happening until much after this moment that I'm about to tell you, but I had, my body was just in chaos. I, um, I am five, eight practically. And I was like 95 pounds. I could hardly walk. I couldn't like lift my, I had no body. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at myself in the mirror naked or getting dressed. Yeah. It was, it it wasn't, I, I didn't know it was. Looking oh. back at the pictures now, I get I can feel the emotions, but I was so delusional on that I was going to be fine. Wow. Um, wow. I The power of the mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. I um, was looking in the mirror naked, and this had happened a couple of times, and I remember looking at love handles. Yeah, girl. See, and Body I, dysmorphia. I was, it was crazy. It's real, isn't it? Yes. And now I'm a size... I wore like... You had posted something recently. Yeah. Like, how can you complain being a size small? I was like, fuck. And I looked and I was like, I'm buying extra smalls and I'm feeling like I look like I did when I was almost 200 pounds. It just doesn't... It's so crazy it's how... It's crazy. And I'm so glad you brought this up because this was a conversation this girl's had. I just recently traveled to Jamaica with some of my closest friends and we were talking a lot about this body dysmorphia thing. And yeah. it's like, you know, when I was crazy with my, cause I used to have a lot of body image issues and I didn't have a lot of control. Well, in she's my got life. a smoking body. Thank you, you so much her. for saying that I received that. And, um, when I was crazy workout girl, I was exercising five hours a day. I didn't have a carb for two years. I was that person judging everything. Everybody ate going from yoga to kickboxing to running the Canyon. Like I had an exercise addiction and I was that girl that someone would take a picture and I would take it, I would grab their phone and I would delete. I would always mm. look for what was wrong with my body. Ridiculous. And looking back now, I'm like, damn girl. Like I was ripped. I had like a six pack and I played lingerie football and I was pressure being on TV <sighs> because E! News in particular, the girls are like zero or double zero. So you walk in there in a two and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're too big for TV. And that's just nuts. Right. And, but I bought into that. Right. And I... I was so consumed with my worth had everything to do with what I thought I looked like. And even when I, on the outside, people may have perceived as perfect, I still saw things air quoting wrong. And so the other day I found myself, we shot pictures in Jamaica and I just turned 40 and I don't go to the gym. I don't do sit-ups every day. I'm not playing laundry football. I don't go to kickboxing. I rarely go to yoga, full transparency. I get my exercise by walking my dogs and like doing Kundalini, which is not an intense workout. Okay. And I'm open and I'm, and I hike sometimes. Right. right? But I'm not like I, I used to be like, it was the most important thing in my life. Screw everything else working out. Right. And I'm the opposite. It's like change the world and work out down there. (laughs) Right. But I'm, I'm learning the balance again, or I'm getting back into it for me to feel good, to feel like I can serve and have more energy. It's different now. It's not for a cosmetic thing. So I went to post. It's because you love yourself. It's because I love myself. Yeah. I'm like, what does my body need? Ooh, my body needs to go outside to the canyon. Got it. Yeah. My body wants to go to bar method and make my butt like burn. You know, <laughs> like, ooh, yeah, that's fun. Um, and I'm a pescatarian, so I don't need a lot of meat anyway. Mm. And I intermittent fast and I do things like that. So anyway, I'm not concerned, guys, is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't rule my freaking life like it used to the gym thing and the body thing and all the things. But I found myself posting a picture of myself in a bikini and I wanted to post a picture of myself in my bikini. Why? Because we're in the bikini most of the day, which means that's when most of the pictures are being taken. What's the difference between posting in a bikini and posting in a t-shirt and shorts or who cares? I'm just posting a picture of myself. 
But I found myself judging myself and I looked immediately at my stomach and I had this one where my arms posted back and I looked at myself and my inner mean girl from God knows where she came from was like, wow, look at your pooch. Okay. Now, most people would look at that and go, this girl's batshit crazy. Yeah. Right. I did. You did. And I said to myself, wow, how, but I was being mean to myself and it's not for you to say you're batshit crazy. It's for me to say, you're just not the same person you were before and you're still beautiful now and you were beautiful Mm. then. But I was comparing myself to the double zero, six pack, zero percent body fat girl who never, mind you, posted pictures like that in her bikini because she was so (laughs) insecure about her body that I would never, right? But now here I am at 40 with a, a great healthy shaped body not a gym rat body, not a perfection body. And I immediately went for my pooch. And I said to myself, you should have sucked in as though I should hide where I'm at in life. And I had cellulite that was exposed on my arms. And I immediately went to, wow, look at your cellulite and look at your pooch. And I sat there. The two things, you know what I mean? You zone in, there's like 60 things to look at. And that's the thing. It's that I never had cellulite on my arms before and I never had a pooch before. Mm. And in that moment, I made myself wrong for my body looking different. And we're calling it a pooch just in the context of to that person with 0% body fat to now. That was my old definition of a pooch, right? And not that I would look at your picture and go, oh, wow, she has a pooch because it's not for me to critique. But isn't it funny that we are so hard on ourselves and this body dysmorphia to my friend Preston was like, y'all have body dysmorphia. But that's the thing. We're comparing ourselves not so much to others, I find, Mm-mm. but to the old version of ourselves or the version of ourselves that we wish we were. Because mm-hmm. I don't find myself comparing my body to other women. I can find myself comparing my body to my old body. And it's it's not as much now because I've done a lot of work on loving myself. Um, but when I do compare myself to other women, I shame myself for not exercising. I shame myself for not making it a priority, mm-hmm. right? And I say, wow, they look really great. Too bad that's not your priority anymore. But it's not from a space of like, oh my God, I should feel badly about myself. But it's interesting that a comment my girlfriend said to me, she said, by saying that, you're making me feel bad about myself. And I thought, oh my God, I don't want to do that. By saying what? By saying, wow, I can't believe my cellulite or or look at my cellulite and look oh. at my stomach. Her response was... You're making me feel really bad about myself when you say that. And I look at her body and she works out all the time and she's toned and she's voluptuous. And I'm like, God, she's got a smoking sexy body because she's, she's tight. Yeah. But her story is that she's not small. And just because she might be a bigger stature, she's fucking muscular, man. And I think her body is banging, right? Yeah. But it's so interesting that she's looking at me going like, you're going to make me feel bad about myself. Like, I wish I looked like that. And I'm like, I wish I was as toned as you. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Right? Isn't that what we want? We can't. I used to try to make my boobs look smaller because I thought it made me look thinner. And now I'm like, I love my boobs. Yeah. There's like, it's. I so, love that about getting older. Yeah. So I'm turning 30 March 3rd. Oh my gosh. And I'm really baby. excited about it. You baby. <laughs> a lot of my friends are like, oh, 30's creeping up on me. I'm scared. I'm like, no, what? I'm really happy about it. Yes. It's exciting to get older because you become more wise and you start to give less fucks and you start to really focus. Uh, my experience is you yeah, focus on happening. what's important. Yeah. 
And then you're like, I got nothing to lose. And I was like, I'm in a bikini. You don't like it? Whatever. Yeah. I'm showing you this beautiful background. And I'm going to embrace my beautiful goddess, 40-year-old self. And it was it really kind of triggered me when some other girls had written to full transparency on my post. Like, I'm still looking for the the cellulite or the pooch. And it was just like. Well, you just want to be unheard. Right? Thank you. And in that moment, I said, that's not what this is about. This is about, that's what my experience was. That's where my mean girl went. That's where my brain went. And I think it's important as women that we should talk about that. Because mm-hmm. here I am a life coach. And here I am changing a million lives. And here I am having a human as F moment that even sometimes I judge myself. And that's okay. It's normal. And you don't stay in that. But I think it's important to acknowledge that we're still human. Mm-hmm. And I still have old wounds from my eating disorder, from my anorexia, from my super body dysmorphia, that like I'm not going to beat myself up for beating myself up because that's what I was doing. I was making myself wrong for having that thought and said, what's wrong with you? Why would you think that? How dare you think that? You know, there's a lot of people out there suffering with their weight and would consider themselves obese and you're over here, you know, da, 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 da. And I said, no, it's, that's not okay. I'm having my experience and I'm proud of myself and I love myself. And still I have thoughts like that. And thoughts are just thoughts. They are. And they can be changed and it doesn't mean they're fucking real. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's the conversation in the conversation that we're Mm -hmm. having with ourselves because we could, we could be in a. self-help, personal development, spiritual growth, and understand that maybe a thought that we're having is not the most effective thought that we can have, Mm -hmm. and then make ourselves feel bad because we have the bad thought. shouldn't be thinking that we are this. No, it's just, it just is. We're human. It's just so human. It's it's never, it never leaves. And I used to be somebody, I got really, not depressed as in like a lengthy depressed, but I had this moment where... So I used to be someone who looked for, like, the perfect happy person. And every time I thought I found them, I would hear, like, drama or somebody got sick or, like, there would always be something that was happening there, right? Well, just the fact of nobody's life is without these things. And it's just, like, how they move forward into them. And I got really mad. I was like, I just, everybody's got problems. Like, I can't fucking believe that everybody has problems in this I was very disappointed. And then finally mm. I learned through seeing some mentors and seeing some people that it's it's how you move through them yes. that makes a difference, right? Yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up because in that moment I could have not posted. Yeah. In that moment I could have gotten that face tune and sh- shimmered out my apparent air quotes pooch or my air quotes. And I have I have people I know that will slim their waist and they'll whiten their teeth and they'll... They'll, they'll make their themselves look, air quote, perfect to themselves and project that image out to them. So in that moment, the best thing I could have done was talk about how scared I was to post that and all the self beat up that was surrounding it. And then the girls who are in better shape than me are going to probably say, why would she post that? And then this whole, I was like, I literally was like, let me just give you the gamut of everything that went through my freaking head before I posted this. And then you're probably looking for attention. People are going to think you're trying to look attention or that's too sexy. All you want is compliments. All you want is compliments. Or you're 40 years old and 40 year old people shouldn't be dressed like that or be posting like that. Or what are you, a model? You're not a bikini model. Why would you post a bikini? I mean, you guys should have heard the thoughts that were coming up. And I was like, I get to share this. Yeah. Because this is, this is. This is real 
And this is like, wow. You know what's so interesting? And I posted it anyway. So full circle, the choice was, what are you going to do with those thoughts? Are you going to let them control you and sabotage you? And I said, despite feeling all the things and thinking all the things, I still posted it. And it's, what are you doing in life when those thoughts come, those experiences come? What choices are you making? Are you letting those choices control you? Or are you saying, I'm bigger than these thoughts? Mm -hmm. These thoughts are not real. They're okay. But they're not real. They're not going to control me. And I'm choosing powerfully here. And that is where it comes back down to the body. That It comes back down to action, right? It's yes. that aligned action in those moments. Because like we have these urges. Something dropped in for me a couple months ago. And it's like, okay, well. And it started out with food. Uh-huh. Um, I've broken like some sugar addictions. I've had, I've got a lot of changes in my lifestyle. Thank you. Um, That's awesome. It came up for me. Like, okay, I want, it feels like I want, like I have these urges to do something, but I want to be lazy all day. And this is what I hear clients say and people say, like, I just want to be lazy. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't feel like doing this, but all I feel like doing is eating that. And it's like, okay, have you ever felt like punching somebody in the face? Yeah. Right? It's just, and you don't do it because based off your values. Yes. And the values are based off of the soul. I love that. Right? Yeah. Thank you. I love that based off the values. Yeah, it's true. We all probably want to rob a bank, y'all. It would be a lot easier if we could just rob a bank. But we're not going to rob a bank. No. Right? And we're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's just like, we're allowed to have thoughts. I'm sure every single one of us have been like, wow, what would it be like to rob a bank? Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to just take all this money? Like, I'm sure every single person has like looked at someone changing out an ATM machine and being like, man, wouldn't it be nice just to hand that to me? And I won't tell nobody. I'm just going to go down here. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. But we're going to do that no. you know what i mean so the action try. is different the action, the is, action different. is different for who you want to be so if you have like a vision for me i have this vision of of the next level right i don't want to say my high self because who the fuck knows what that is right but i have this vision of this next level that i want to bring on and like my actions will show me who she is not my thoughts yeah and the cool part is you change your actions thank and your you. thoughts will change thank you and what if that person that doesn't want to go to the gym just honors that they don't want to go to the gym like straight up. Oh, and not make themselves feel bad Thank about it. Thank you. And yeah. say, so, you know what? I want to move my body because I want to live long and have a healthy life and be here for my kid's wedding or baby's grandma or whatever. What could have helped me move my body so I can be the most healthiest me, so I can live my life beautifully? And it's like my ex-boyfriend, for example, gym rat, three times oh. a day sometimes, made me bad or wrong Whew. for not liking the gym. Look, I don't like the gym. Hello world. I don't enjoy the gym. It makes me feel like a Neanderthal. It makes me feel like I'm trapped. It makes me feel like I'm in prison. I don't enjoy the gym. And I like going on hikes. Yeah, that doesn't have to stop you. He hated going on hikes. Right? It's like I don't have to do what society conforms. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's salsa. Maybe it's dancing in your house. Maybe it's doing five minutes of Tabata. Right? Maybe it's going to Kundalini. Me too. And it's like, it doesn't have to be what everyone else is doing. It's like, I'm lazy and I want to go to the gym. Honor that. Yeah, you hear, you hear that, people? Don't go to the gym. You don't have to be counterfeit. Don't be counterfeit. Um, I want to cover one more thing with yeah. you because it's getting about, we've got about 15 there. minutes left. Okay. Um, let me find it on here. So before that, I want to talk about your bikini picture. Yeah. Um, I noticed as you were talking, it seemed interesting to me because you were worried about what all of these people... You were worried, really, you were worried about your value and what your value was going to look like based off of your body. And 
when you were on vacation, not only were you being seen in the bikini all day, and I'm sure not thinking the, as much about it. Not at all. But you were surrounded by everybody that mattered. Yeah. And so I find that really interesting. What do you think about that? I think it's powerful, you know, and it's like I teach authenticity on live video and it's like I teach all these things and it's like it's why I teach what I teach, right? We all we all teach what we need to learn. And once we think we've mastered it, a thought like this comes up where you're like, oh my God, all my friends who are super in shape are going to look at me and go, geez, I would never post that. Like, what is this girl thinking, right? They're going to feel embarrassed for me. I was making up all these crazy stories, but I didn't think twice about running around in a bikini with some of my bestest friends because I felt so seen, so loved. Like, I don't worry about my family judging me, my chosen family. I worry about my real family. Well, actually, I don't really worry about them anymore, but it is interesting that I wasn't, I I didn't have a thought of putting my swimsuit on that morning and go, God, I hope they don't judge me for my pooch and my cellulite arms, mm-hmm. right? And that's when you know you have good friends and good family, right? Because they that, that's not the vibration they radiate. Um, and then putting myself out on social media, you know, going, wow, this is a little too, it started with, this is a little too sexy, right? Like, what are you doing? Um, but it's not even that guys. Like if you look at it, if anyone else posted that, I'd be like, Ooh, goddess. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be like, Oh, look at her cellular arms. (laughs) Oh, look at her pooch. Yeah. But like we do that to ourselves. Um, it shows you too. It shows me the support of, of, of close friends. Yeah. Of a group because you did it. Like you did post it and you did get vulnerable and you do have support. And so uh, mm-hmm. for me, that's something that right now I'm very consciously choosing who I want to be in my corner. Yes, and it's, girl. It's, it's, it's bare and, and growing. Beautiful. And um, it's, I'm getting more clear. Yeah, thanks. So exciting. I was calling it the purge at the <laughs> end of the year, you know, just letting people know that like, we get to clean up our freaking friendships. Mm-hmm. We get to clean up our friendships. We get to work, clean up our career. We get to clean up our relationships. Just like we clean our house or we clean our laundry. Not You don't keep underwear forever, right? You don't keep no. socks forever. You That serves its purpose. There's some holes. It's looking a little rat-a-tat-tatty. It's time <laughs> to go. Yeah. Right? So we got to continue to clean up our environment if we want to thrive, if we want to flourish, if we want to feel good. You know, putting on those holy underwear that are falling apart. Or the fat clothes, just in case. Yeah, the clothes that, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what that is, but like, <laughs> I see what you mean. I, I have leggings and stuff. Well, that you have, okay, yeah, no, those get to go. Right. You well, they're, they're like six anyway. sizes bigger, and I was like, well, just in case I hate myself again, let me keep these <laughs> That'll pants. That'll never happen. Yeah, no, You'll throw them out. Throw them out and gift them to someone who's who can enjoy them. Yeah. That actually, the friends thing leads us into what I actually, is oh, cool. the actual next question. Um, so if you guys don't know Amber's story at all, she she says that she turned into her own cheerleader because she didn't have any. Is that a yeah. good synopsis? Yeah. Um, so not having, how old were you when you, you know, came about to this realization that you got to be your own? I think it was just always there. I mean, I just feel like my dad was kind of my cheerleader um, in the sense of he was my phone buddy growing up and he would tell me that you're beautiful and you could do anything you want. Um, but having someone literally right there on my sidelines on the daily, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so I just did that for myself by just keeping myself very busy and being super involved in all the things and being a cheerleader and pretending like everything was fine and putting on the smile and wearing the skirt and being the center of attention and getting all this 
fake sense of acknowledgement to try and help me feel worthy, right? If I just put myself in front, um, then then at least I know I matter. Mm-hmm. And so becoming my own cheerleader um, was like, well, if I wanted to do something, I had to do it. Um, and that's why growing up in scarcity was so powerful, growing up on food stamps and, you know, all those things, not having money and free school lunch was this like this under belling drive to succeed and survive and when I graduated as soon as I could get a job I had one and I had sometimes four or five jobs at a time worked at a restaurant I worked at Nordstrom's I threw raves I was a spokesmodel I was a nanny like I would do everything I could to not be broke so that was me being my own cheerleader like you can do it you know my mom wasn't coming to my games or wasn't coming to my things wasn't supporting me so I just had to kind of like good job you know and to be my own Within that context, I want to know, so you didn't have, what it sounds like to me is that you didn't have a reference point for what, like if you had a friend in your corner that was a cheerleader, you had to be that friend. But since you did not have that friend, you then had to decide how you wanted to, how you wanted to cheer and like what did, what did cheering yourself on look like when it was effective and what it reminds me of is I'm going through this thing in my relationship and my my ex and me, and I'm I'm working to decide what I want my ideal relationship to look like mm, because yes. I don't have any that I can compare it Context. to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so it's sort of what was the the journey on how you just dis- like if you didn't know what it looked like, how did you figure out what it looked like? Oh, thank you. Wow, that's a powerful question. Um, it looked like. I couldn't be honest about not having anyone on my sidelines and the cheerleaders that were around me, um, were also not really in a supportive family unit either. So it's like, we only really had each other, but it was so caught up with comparison and mean girls and they were your best friends, but they were still talking bad about you. It was never safe. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for me, I think I found it in just doing things that brought me joy and powering through, to be honest with you. And then it wasn't until I started really, I always just had this belief that I could do whatever I wanted. <laughs> like deep down. Deep down. And it was like, I would speak things and they'd happen, you know? And then I think it was probably around 21 when people were just like, tried out for the NFL and they were like, you're not going to make it. You don't have big boobs and your nose is too big and you don't, you can't do the splits and you've never taken a dance class in your life. Like how do you think you're going to make the NFL cheerleaders? You know, I'm like, Oh, I'm making it. And it almost came from this like childhood angst of like, I'll freaking show you. Right. So it's the, I show you that gave me the drive to prove the world. I could do it. And from that drive of being like, I'm going to do it help me become my own cheerleader and help me affirm and help me declare. And when people would say to me, you ain't going to make it. And I'm like, watch me. And when I do, you're not going to have tickets. Like I can't tell you how many people I said that to. And then when I made it the first round, the second round, I would say it every day to everybody I met. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a seagull. That's the Seahawk cheerleaders. I'm going to be a seagull. I'm going to be a seagull. And they're like, Oh really? I'm like, yeah, I'm making the squad. And I just affirmed it and I declared it. And I talked to anybody that could have listened. I told the whole freaking world that that's what was happening. And they're like, really? Well, have you made it yet? No, but I'm going to, which is such conviction. Mm -hmm. And then it was about around that time, 21 years old, a book, You Can Heal Your Life, literally fell off the shelf in a metaphysical bookstore in Seattle. And it was by Louise Hay. 
It was all about the power of your thoughts and affirmations. And I read that book and I cried and I was like, oh my God, it all makes sense now. Because I had been manifesting my whole life by saying I'm doing it, declaring I'm doing it, intending it, making it happen and seeing that one focused goal and not letting anyone or anybody stop me. And growing up with no one saying you, you can do it made me want to go watch me, which made me be my own cheerleader. And then from that space of being, being so relentless of proving them wrong, I just manifested like a crazy person, right? And then now going, wow, being really intentional. And I remember looking around my room once because it was right before I got the Beverly Hills Nanny show on ABC Family. It was on a reality show called Beverly Hills Nannies. Ended up being the fan favorite by default. Um, and I literally had these stickies all over my house that said, my own show comes... or. I have a show on TV or I'm on a show on TV and I wasn't specific. And this is when I was listening to the teachings of Abraham Hicks and she was talking about, you must be specific yeah. with the universe. I was like, well, I manifested my own, uh, I manifested a show, but I didn't manifest my own show about da da da. Right. And so I was like, ah, you know, I was like, God, I looked at that sticky and I was like, holy shit, I manifested this, and, but it wasn't specific. So when did it switch from, because I know the feeling of like, I'm going to prove you wrong. It's sort of like a fuck you. When did, it, when did it switch from like, fuck you to like, let me help you do the same thing. Fuck you, do I love you. You know what I mean? You mean in my transition of being the cheerleader? Yeah. So I ended up having a really dark night of the soul journey. My father had passed away. I realized I was in a relationship with a sex addict who was literally having sex with strangers that worked at in and out drive throughs and having phone sex and all the things. And I had just gotten off Beverly Hills Nannies and it was a horrible experience and extremely traumatic and all my old wounds from childhood getting bullied. I was bullied on the show. I was bullied on national television. It brought up all of my shit and I was just like, what am I doing? And I remember having an offer to have a show on E! New, on e, e! Which is a network. And um, I was on my fifth callback and for you guys that aren't familiar with the TV industry, a callback is when it's like a second interview or third interview or fourth interview. I was on five, which pretty much I said I was close to having it. And uh, I was going through the hardest breakup of my life. Like I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, I couldn't anything. But I had to write and memorize 10 pages of copy. And not only did I need to do that, which is very hard, I had to put on my smile and I had to bring the heat, but I was dying inside. Mm -hmm. And I remember being on the set and having to talk smack about Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus, two people that like were in my circle of influence. And I knew they were just people trying to figure it out. And who am I to get on TV and bash them and make jokes about them? And it really hurt me. I'm like, I'm here to change the world and raise the conscience of the planet. I don't know how, but this isn't it. I knew I wanted to create positive content, but I didn't know how. And I had a dark night of the soul. I walked off the set of E! News. I got released, which means I bombed. I didn't want, I, I looked up in the lights and there was all these executives there. And I was like, this isn't, I don't want this. Like I just was out of body. I'm hysterical. I call my agent. I'm literally like here, hysterical. Um, suicidal, excuse me. Oh, I'm like, my house of home is gone. My dad's dead. My only cheerleader support. The love of my life is a sex addict and it's over. And I, my whole love life is in shambles and my dream is gone. My dream is dead. So my whole life, I always wanted to be on, on TV as a host, as a little girl. And now what? No dream, no home, no love, suicidal. It was a wrap. And my, my agent said to me, I need you to go do something nice for yourself, which I went on a hike. I called a friend 
And that friend ended up enrolling me into an emotional intelligence program that completely mm. changed my life that started the next day. And she'd written my name in the sand that morning. It was complete divine intervention. Out of all the people on my phone I could have called. And called not her. knowing. She had no, no idea. No freaking clue. And as she was writing my name in the sand, I was having this like come to Jesus moment on the set of E! News. And, and literally she enrolled me in this program that changed my life. And I realized from that experience of learning to love myself and own my worth and realize I still do want to be, I still do want to host. I just don't want to host this. Right. Yes. And now how crazy is it that the cheerleading has turned into at that point, I realized I'm here to be life purpose cheerleader and I'm here to cheer people onto their dreams. Um, because I had no one believing my dreams were possible. And so I'm like, well, only takes one. I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be the cheerleader for others they never had. And I'm going to use all my woo-woo tools. And at first I used to teach abundance and I used to teach manifestation because I'm real good at it. And now that I'm intentional, I know how to do it. And then it just kind of continued to evolve into now teaching people to own their voice on live video or on and off live video and be authentic and own their mess to Helping, helping people get clarity on their purpose to raise their joy vibration, to learn to love themselves, to create a solid morning practice so they can get in touch with them, their soul, do their soul work so they can really start to decipher what they want in life and have enough courage and joy and support in order to actually execute it. And so it's just been so juicy to see the power of one person believing in you. And people have said that about me. It's interesting. Sometimes I'll get text messages or excuse me, Facebook messages from people in high school that I don't remember. And they'll always say some things like you were always that person. You always had a smile on your face. You always smiled at me and like making me emotional. <laughs> you know, that who always showed me like you mattered. Like no one paid attention to me. It was you. always there. I always had that thing that made people feel special. And I always had that thing of wanting people to feel like they were important and always celebrating people. You know, when they did good or they got an A or they made the team. And I just generally got really excited when people succeeded. And it's genuine. Because mm -hmm. you know those friends are like, I'm really happy for you. You know, <laughs> you're engaged. Congratulations. So they can like, what about me? They can barely, they can barely consume themselves because they think as though if you got pregnant, that means they can't. And if they got married, that means you can't. And it's, I, Especially because it sounds like you were cheering on the people who made you weren't even close to like just to do like just to spread something you know just to get the message out there because that's what i wanted mm -hmm. that's beautiful thank you yeah thank you for letting me like have those moments i was thinking about walking down the hallways and i i didn't go to my 10 year but i went to my 20 year or i didn't go to, whatever i graduated in 96 i can't do the math i'm choosing not to do the math but a lot of people that I don't remember from high school came up to me um, at that reunion and told me like you were always so positive and fun and encouraging and kind. And you always said hi to me. And I'm just like, fuck. Wow. I did. It had to be like, Ooh, people tell me conversations I had with them and that like changed their life in high school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I don't remember any of that. That's crazy. And girls that I used to support when I was a Jaeger, Jaeger mom, like I basically was in charge of all the Jaeger girls. I had like 85 models and girls will write me and be like, remember when you told me this and it changed my life? And I'm like, what? Uh, I, got like, I don't remember any of those things. And so it's, I guess I've always had that. And I had a woman who I used to throw raves with, who's a very successful event producer in Seattle. And she wrote on my wall the other day and she's like, 
you always had it. You always had that spark. You always had this. It's just so good to see you finally like own it and love Mm. yourself and to think about all the pain and all the abusive relationships I went through and almost being killed by my boyfriend and, you know, just to relate to so many more people. God, it feels like lifetimes ago. It's like, I was so sad and so depressed and overweight and, you know, smoked cigarettes and, you know, did a bunch of drugs a lot of the time and like, just didn't love myself and hung out with drug addicts and drug dealers and just people that just also didn't love themselves. And I just, I think about that girl and it's just, it feels like other lifetimes ago. And that's why I just want anyone who's listening that's finding themselves in a place where they want more. They don't know what that is. They want to change the world. They don't know how. They they just know that they're meant to do something other than they are now. Like, you got you get to listen. Mm. And there's no excuse for you to not ask for support, pay for support, open 17 credit cards, walk dogs, you know, watch babies, clean houses. Like, do whatever you can to find out why you came. Do whatever you can to find out what your zone of genius is. Do whatever you can to get tools to learn how to live your purpose, your soul assignment. Because if not, you're going to come back again and do it over. And your suffering is an, is a choice. And really, if that made any sense to you at all listening, you know where the pull is. You do. We're pretending not to know. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I just want to make one comment and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. That was all beautiful, by the way. I'm listening to you talk about your history in TV and hosting on the shows, uh-huh. especially like on E! News or the things that you did. I didn't, I don't know if I made the connection before. So if you guys didn't catch earlier, like I took her Let Your Light Shine Live course. And it's interesting because not only do you know how to tap in to be authentic and transparent and, and like actually live, right? You know exactly what that feels like not to do it. Yeah. And that I didn't think about. You like, what a fucking reference point you have for that. Yes. Never thought of that really either. Yeah. Because it was so robotic and so fake and so exhausting to be that way. You know? Perfect. Um, So whatever else you want to say to to lead off this beautiful conversation Mm -hmm. is the, the floor is yours. I just want to let you know that listening to this podcast is not a coincidence. You found this because your soul's ready. You found this because you're ready to make that leap. And just because you don't know how doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And just because you don't know how doesn't mean you should discredit it. It means that your intuition and your soul is getting louder and louder and is giving you evidence of support and giving you that next step. Because we can't figure out the whole map. We just have to figure out that very first step. And then from there, we'll learn another one and another one. And so it goes on. So if you're out there and you're like, wow, I needed this today. I don't know how I found this podcast. But if you're here, it means you're meant to listen, which means your soul is ready. And that's all you need to know. Because when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And you get to know that it's not a coincidence. It's perfect and divine timing. And you're worthy of waking up every day with your soul on fire. You're worthy getting paid very well for what you love. Whether it's cupcakes or walking dogs or playing the piano, I don't care. 
But whatever that special thing you do, just because you're not getting paid for it yet, doesn't mean you're not supposed to be. And just because other people doing are doing it, doesn't mean you're not supposed to be doing it too, because there's enough success for all of us. So if there's any way I can ever support any of you guys, please connect with me and just know that you matter. You are worthy. Your purpose matters. Your light matters. And it's time for you to own that light. And shine right out into the world. Because without you doing that thing you came here to do, we're all suffering. So please, do it. And it's not crazy. You're not crazy. These dreams, these ideas, these downloads, this intuition, this hit, this pull, it's not crazy. And if everyone thinks you're crazy around you, it's the right thing to do. Just come get a part of all of us and we'll definitely remind you you're not crazy. You just got to find your soul family. Because they'll remind you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Goldmine Podcast. I ask that you share this out with anyone who might get value from this episode. And if you're looking for ways to support, please subscribe and review. And if you are not on the social media game yet, get on it. I'm the only Shauna Sudik on Facebook and on Instagram. My handle is Shauna.Kathleen. And I can't wait until next time.